Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? How you doing? I'm good. I am safe here in Philadelphia, where <laughs> <laughs> where bad things happen, apparently. But yes, you are marked I safe. Yes, marked safe. You are safe, safe and accounted for. Yes, child. We're gonna get into that later. But how you been? <laughs> I've been good. I've been really good. Um, you know, taking into account all the craziness of the world and how yeah. it's totally upside down. Mm. I'm I wouldn't say thriving, but it feels like I'm thriving because the rest of the world is just in despair. So but I but I'm doing good. I'm sustaining and maintaining. I'm doing I know great that's right. Over here. I know that's right. Uh, another reason I'm doing great is because I uh resumed drinking. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> finally. Oh, finally, gosh, child, can you make it the full month? Ain't I ready? Mm, wow. But you know, this weekend was really nice. I just mm-hmm. um uh, my boyfriend had some friends down from New York, so we kind of like just really just chilled in the house. Ooh, y'all trying out. to get the COVID. No, I no, it's not like that, but uh-huh. we took precautions. <laughs> we, we, we took as many Wrap precautions. We took as many precautions as the president did, okay? Well, so not many. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it was cool. And we just hung out. It was also my uh-huh. grandfather's 75th birthday. Oh, wow. So we celebrated wow. on Sunday. So happy birthday happy to Happy birthday you. to your pop pop. Yeah, and it's also my best friend's birthday. So happy birthday to him. Today? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. So happy birthday, John. Um, yeah. And then it's just it's just been chilling, you know, working mm-hmm. out, bike riding, doing those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Nice. How was your weekend? It was chill. Not much um was going on. I tried a new restaurant Ooh. here in the city. Excuse me. You For delivery. To- oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> No, man, you know I'm not going <laughs> to nobody's restaurant. So uh, <laughs> sometime last week, because um, I only do delivery. I don't do like the outdoor seating or anything like that. Um, and so I, we ordered something. And the funniest thing happened because we um, ordered through Caviar, which is one of those delivery services. But they okay. recently got acquired by DoorDash. Mm-hmm. And I think we had talked about before, there's kind of like a hierarchy of the different delivery services. Like caviar uh-huh. used to be at like the top, top. Like they would come on their little bicycles. Your food would always be hot. Like it wouldn't be those, like those big orange book bags. Caviar yeah. was the high end. The name yeah. was indicative. Yeah. Like they went, your, your food wouldn't be like sloshed around, like all messed up or anything. Like they were super friendly. You would get like those hipster um, looking people. But um, they kind of look like they don't shower every day. But I mean, the customer service was like on point. Mm. But once they got acquired by DoorDash, I mean, DoorDash is their delivery people are like work release program. (laughs) (laughs) Your food smell like weed because they was rolling blunts in the car. Like it be a mess. Like it always late. They might have ate some of your food. Yeah, that happened to, to my brother. Somebody ate his food. Like his whole sandwich was just gone. And so this um delivery person, like you know how you order and then you kind of forget about, oh, it should have been here by now. And you can check the order status. So I checked the status and it was like 
way you know later than it was supposed to be and then you can contact them through like the app mm-hmm. and so i was just like hey um my order was supposed to be delivered like 20 minutes ago um can you update me on the status and he was like hold your breath <laughs> yeah and i just <laughs> so then you know me i went into my karen mode and i started contacting the customer service I'm calling corporate. Yeah, and like, <laughs> customer service was like, "Well, um, they're not picking up." And I was like, "What do you mean they're not picking up?" He just sent me a text message, and then apparently the delivery person got like snippy with them, shut off his phone, and my food never came. <laughs> so he got my whole pizza and everything. And so anyway, they refunded my money and gave me like old nasty credit, so I had like a bunch of money. Um, mm on my app so anyway so i tried this restaurant called super spartan it's run by um it's like you know greek mediterranean restaurant okay. it's run by those lesbians that own bud and maryland's and, and barbuzo barbuzo like all those restaurants on 13th street i was at bud maryland's this weekend you were yeah okay yeah i mean the food is good but it's not the pandemic. Yeah, like, mm. it, it kind of fell off. And then this one is like Greek, because they have like a Mexican restaurant, Lolita. They have the Mediterranean right. one, Barbuzo. Do they and also then, have Hamon? So they turned that one into like pop-up restaurants. So oh. up until like last week, it was a, like a seafood shack, they called it. like a So you can get like lobster rolls and like different seafood. Um, okay dishes and stuff but this one is greek and uh, to my knowledge i don't think they're of greek heritage but yeah you could tell they were like appropriating the, the food <laughs> so it just, it just you've been good. to greece you've had Grecian exactly food, so. and the, the food in greece is amazing and this was not so wow i will not be ordering from them anytime soon Okay. Yeah, but that you named they ass too. You must have been very displeased. I was because you know, I love butter Maryland's because it's good. Barbuso is actually really good too. Um, and then Lolita, I just haven't been in a long time, but from what I remember, it was good. Mm-hmm. And then they have like that Italian restaurant, but I, that lesbian couple, I feel like they are responsible for the destruction of the neighborhood. Yes. And the gentrification of it, mm-hmm. because once all those restaurants and they're literally all on the same street within like two blocks, maybe, right? And th- like right in the middle of the neighborhood, and you know, once the restaurants started getting popular, then you'd have more of an influx of the straights, <laughs> and they would come to the dinner and then you know stay in the neighborhood and take over Woody's, our gay bar, and then just. That's amazing. You know, yeah. Because now they call it Midtown Village. Right. And unrelated but related. Did you hear Mm -hmm. that they're changing Boys Town in Chicago? In Chicago, yeah. Gender neutral name. Like listen with the bullshit. Like, don't do that. It's just like, how far are we gonna go? Assume we're just gonna like cannibalize ourselves and have nothing left. Nothing. Because we're worried about offending everyone. Well. Yeah, but that was pretty much my weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. So, what you drinking this week? 
So this week, I so I saw a commercial for the Absolute Juice, which yeah. I think we featured a, a drink from them like last season. We the did. Lizzo one. The Lizzo one, correct? Yeah, it was like What's apples it? and something. Yeah, it's like so it's vodka, but it's like has like natural juices or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was like pink. I remember, and mm-hmm. so they had a um a new one. It might it's new to me, but it's um pear and elderflower so i was inspired by that one but i don't really like flavored vodka so mm-hmm. i would prefer like a natural like actual fruit so i um like pureed some pear and <laughs> mix in some saint germain and vodka and that's what i'm drinking tonight tasty tasty yeah <clears throat> you could go and get the goya pear nectar but we boycott we don't do goya yeah we don't Bye, do goya yeah. <laughs> no more. Uh, I'm yeah. just having a margarita, which I'm half done. And no tea, no shade. I had two margaritas before I got on this podcast on here today. Oh. But... <laughs> so you're about, be... <laughs> about to be lit. <laughs> lit. Yes. He feels like himself again. But yes, I'm just having a margarita. Y'all know I like me some tequila. This, you know, this ain't mm-hmm. even good shit. It's that, it's that, it's that, that bottom shit. I'm just back to the, uh, the, the alcohol. But this margarita is tasty. I know it's Jose Cuervo, especially. Ooh, ooh, no man. I mean, I had a whole handle um, under my bed. That's problematic <laughs> already. <I'm> <laughs> but it's good. And this week, I'm featuring a um, stainless steel straw because I care about the turtles. Well, listen, do not walk with that straw in that drink because you could trip and impale yourself through the eye like that lady did. Oh, no. So, I, was going, I thought you were going to say chip a tooth. Okay, don't walk well, with that Well, that too, but get them silicone straws. Silicone? A bit more, yeah. Okay, as long as it's not paper. Ugh, paper straws yeah. are the worst. Yeah, oh, I hate them. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, it's time for I said what I said, and boy, do we have a lot to say on today. No, oh shit, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You can put that tequila down because it's gonna be a hot mess. <laughs> speaking of a hot mess, we're gonna get to our categories for the week. It's time for category is. The hottest best of since we last recorded was the presidential debate on oh my god, what Tuesday? Last Tuesday? Yes, it was on Tuesday. Oh my god. And it was the worst debate I have ever seen in my natural life. The definition of a shit show. <laughs> That's what Dana Bash called it on CNN afterwards. And I was yeah. like, ooh girl, they didn't um bleep that out. I- they no they they said we'll pay the fine girl. <laughs> there's no other there's no other language in the English language to accurately define what that was right. besides yeah. the shit show. So the current alleged president and um former vice president Joe Biden were gonna have the first debate of the presidential cycle for 2020. It was <laughs> I can't even say moderated because he did a horrible job. Chris Wallace from Fox News. And so it started off okay. Like I thought it started off okay. Like he 
Chris Wallace sat down. He like went through the rules. He introduced the candidates. The orange person walked out like real slow, if you mm-hmm. notice. And Joe Biden came out and within five minutes or less, it just went completely off the rails and never got back on track. Never. Never. Um, I, I, first of all, I blame Chris Wallace. I do understand that he had a next to impossible job. Mm-hmm. And as someone who was on the debate team, has participated in different styles of debate throughout law school, as mm-hmm. someone whose hobby is arguing. If I'm bored, I will just pick an argument because it's fun for me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Chris did not moderate correctly. But we also have to understand that like, Trump has kind of changed and lowered the bar in every facet yeah. of his presidency. Yeah. And in debate, you can't cut off someone's mic because people just respect the rules. But his mic needed to be cut. And I yeah. think that it was like an hour and 20 minutes before Chris Wallace even like admonished the president for his behavior. It was, mm. it was petulant. It was, it was beyond that. It was beyond, right? Was like my, beyond. my little four-year-old nephew does not even act like that. Right. It was just, he went in there, that was his strategy to throw it, to have it be chaos, mm-hmm. to have it be pure confusion. And shout out to uh, Jada S. and Saul. Look over there. It's it's <laughs> you have, you have the, people who watch Drag Race will understand. Okay. Uh-huh. It was to cause confusion and chaos. And yeah, I told y'all that. I told y'all that um, a few episodes ago because we kind of talked about it coming up, and I said he ain't coming to debate. Like mm. he is not coming to talk about anything, and I feel like I feel like. Joe Biden overprepared. Like, I feel like, you ever been, you know how like you study for a test and you like study, study, study. And then when you get down to the test and it's just not what you thought it was gonna be. It was like that. I think he just overprepared because he came in and you can tell he was trying to be like the typical traditional debate. But I kind of fault his team. Like they didn't like prepare you for that. Like right. to the best of their ability, you know, because he just, you know, unpredictable. But I also think to a certain extent that they wanted to present him as presidential. They did. Um, a but clear also contrast. To, you know, we have to understand that the definition of what is presidential has forever changed. And at the same time, being as though he is a former vice president, that he does have a sense of decency and, um, competency and mm-hmm. respect for the office is a part of his brand if you will mm-hmm. um they didn't want him going out there toe to toe with the orange thing um but to a certain extent he kind of needed to he there needed were times to. where he kind of like called him a clown that was cute where he told him he said well you shut up that was yeah. that was good mm-hmm. um but it shouldn't be like that. Like we we are the world's oldest democracy. We are we were the model of what a democracy was, and now the entire world is looking at us like we're fools. Because we yeah. are, because this is what we are left with, you know? Yeah. And this okay. it's just it's it, it was shocking. It was outrageous and it was shocking. Yeah. Just when I think I can't be shocked anymore. <laughs> well, like you knew, okay, 
like you said, it was a distraction. So you knew he knew the orange person knew they were going to come for his him and them taxes because that had just gotten released. You knew right. he was going to come for the um, pandemic. You knew they were going to come for um, any other thing. And so he wanted to just distract and, you know, do whatever he can so he didn't have to answer any of those hard questions. And so, you know, then he starts talking about um, Bo Biden. That's, if that is, if that is Joe Biden's trigger, like that is it. Right. Once he mentions that, Joe Biden's kids. But to me, Joe missed like the complete opportunity to get him back just like a quick one-liner because mm-hmm. you know he was he was talking about first he was talking about Bo then he started talking about Hunter and being you know unqualified and he got three million dollars or however many million dollars from <laughs> blah 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 and addiction. he wasn't yeah he wasn't qualified to have whatever job he had in Ukraine and Joe could have been like I know you don't want to talk about nepotism and kids be unqualified right like, if he just said something like to that effect then you know, I think that would have kind of stopped that person from continuing. Right. He, this, he needs a lesson in improvisation. Yeah. And back to your point and not being so prepared and by the book mm-hmm. for the typical expected test questions in this yeah. instance, but it's like, yeah. we can also prepare for that. But to a certain point, um, Mimi Leakes tweeted <laughs> Joe Biden that she could help him prepare uh, <laughs> for the next debate because he needs to do, do a good a read. Not um, with them written down reads she had at the reunion. <laughs> Girl, we saw that notebook paper. No right, bad. Right. He really just needs some sassy black gay on his campus yeah. to really teach him how to give a good read. Um, there's two right here. Uh, I will say Maurice is the more formidable reader, um, but I'm not so bad at myself. <laughs> Simone Sanders. Simone, girl. Call us. DM me, girl, because but it's we got like, all also, the fact that it's like, I like the couple of days before, because I went to my girlfriend's house, my girlfriend's house and watched the debate. Her, we work together and we be back at work. So we be, oh. so we going across mm-hmm. or whatever we going to do it. But I, 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 we work together. So um, I was at her place watching it. <laughs> and um, we were, before the debate came on, we were arguing about Housewives of Potomac with Candace. Drag me there, Monique. And you know, I like Monique. I am Team Monique. I don't care what y'all say. But this is not about that. But like, we were talking about that before the debate. And after the debate, we were like, damn, this is worse than Housewives. Like, when our government system is Mm -hmm. like an episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, that's because you have a reality star as president. And that's what she's trying to give Trump the old stunt queen. Trump is a stunt queen. Stunt and shows. Yeah, but it was, um, it was a mess. Hot mess. Yeah. Hot ass mess. Well, going from one hot mess to another, about a smooth three days later, (laughs) (laughs) this orange thing say, claim, or allege that he has La Rona. He came out with a tweet from his official presidential tweet or Donald J. Trump tweet and said, me and Melania have tested positive for Corona. Um, I have a lot of feelings about this. I've shared some of them on my personal social media, which I will elaborate further 
and I said what I said. <laughs> but to me, it seemed like an October surprise that was a little bit contrived. Yeah. But because um, it was announced on October 1st. But as we sit here and record, the president is walking out of Walter Reed Medical Center. Um, and he tweeted earlier today that you know, don't allow, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's something to the effect of don't allow Corona to disrupt your lives. Yeah, don't um, be afraid of it. Right, like um, his, his administration, the Trump administration has new information and knowledge and he feels better than he does 20 years ago. <laughs> so he went into the hospital on a Friday. He's walking out on a Monday afternoon. So he did a quick little, you know, weekend getaway at the hospital mm-hmm. and I was miraculously feeling better. Um, now, now, what do you have to say? Well, I think the timing of it is very suspicious to me. Um, so his advisor, Hope Hicks, who's a gorgeous woman, um, she cute or whatever, was. First, they said that she um, was positive for it. Like they were flying back from somewhere. She was. She had to be quarantined on the plane, and um, she tested positive. And then they were like, "Well, you know, she was in close contact with the president. Could he have it? Blah blah blah, whatever." But at the same time, did you hear those tapes from Melania? Yes, and where Melania's she was like, ex best friend, where she was like, um, "Who gives a fuck about Christmas?" <laughs> about Christmas and, and the decoration, yeah. it, you know, it's bullshit. Who gives yeah, a fuck about the Christmas about the Christmas. You know, they want me to make the decorations. I want to go see the kids at the border. The Mexican children. It's the Christmas. The Christmas. Oh. Yeah, and so that was at kind of like the same time. The debate was a hot ass mess. And the tax stuff was still lingering. I feel like it was a very the Proud well- Boy stuff was still out there. He would not denounce my supremacy. Yeah, at multiple opportunities, where people were asking him to clarify his remarks and statements from the debate. Who? What? I don't know. And then you got raggedy ass Tim Scott talking about, oh, he just misspoke. Girl, bye. And then so all of that is like brewing, 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 brewing. And then, oops, all of a sudden, now I am positive for corona, which means I have to be quarantined, which means a whole bunch of other stuff, which means that is going to be the story that's going to dominate for however long that I'm quarantined. It's going to dominate the news cycle. So I feel like it was very cleverly timed. Um, The only thing that, the only kind of question mark I have is that the Hope Hicks story wasn't like announced by the White House, it was leaked by a reporter from, I forget who they were from, before the White House even knew about it or whatever. And so- Reports that were saying that he was trying to keep it under wraps. Yeah, yeah. Because the reports came out that, because he tweeted on like late Thursday night, early Friday morning, that he and the first lady were positive. But then the reports kind of went back to say that he was actually diagnosed on Wednesday but he was traveling to different events for fundraising for the campaign. Right, he went and, to a fundraiser in New Jersey. Yeah. And so that had a lot more questions for the people. So, yeah, I just, I don't believe it. Okay. 
Unbelievable. Pretty much, that goes into my I said what I said as well. Um, but for continuity, I will just keep it right here. This man is a liar. He's lied about his taxes. He's lied about being an alleged billionaire. He's lied about um, not being sexually attracted to his daughter. He's lied about um, his health and his weight. He's like uh, he, he's lied about things we can actually see with our own eyes. Yeah. He's lied about his history. He li- he lies. Nothing that man says coming out of his mouth is a truth. The fact that he admitted it on his own Twitter, it ain't true because mm-hmm. he is this macho, verbose, I want to be domineering and present a strong person. Just on Tuesday, you was mocking Joe Biden. for Mocking. And now on Friday, you got the Rona. And now it's a problem. And the gag of it all is, is this motherfucker only pay $750 in taxes? Let me tell you, I paid the PPA more than parking tickets. <laughs> and now you're about to take advantage of the top of the lies, state of the art, best healthcare in the world. Meanwhile, people out here dying, losing their lives, over 200,000 Americans. But you have the nerve and the motherfucking audacity to come out of the hospital talking about it ain't that bad. And this is where it's going to go next. Now he's going to be like, oh, they gave me some experimental drug cocktail and I feel great. And if you reelect me, because see, people got to file the bounce and all. This is mm-hmm. This is crazy. And I'm a little bit of tiki tiki boom boom, so I know how these kind of people work. Okay, but his next move and pivot is elect me. I will give you the vaccine for Corona. Mm. And a lot of people is going to fall for that dumb shit. Ain't no vaccine, sis. And he ain't had that shit to begin with. I think, oh, he may have. I have two kind of beliefs. He either doesn't have it, and this is all one big elaborate plan. You could say, show me the receipts, show me the results. I wouldn't even believe that because that shit can be doctored. (laughs) That's true. Okay. Even his own doctor couldn't even get the story straight. His own doctors can't even answer the questions. It's, yeah, uh, uh, I don't. He, oh. has, he has too much finagling. There's, there's mm-hmm. a huge lack of transparency. The timeline does not add up because add honestly, up. truly, what you said earlier, him walking out slow at the debate, for him to have been like that, and he was saying, "Oh, I feel lethargic," and you know, he had like a mild cough and was tired. If he was feeling that way on Friday, that means he had it at the debate. But then get this. So he was late to the debate from what I read and mm-hmm. didn't either didn't submit like the paperwork or whatever about the test because he was running late and he just wanted to get on the stage for the debate. So and think about it. This man is a admitted germaphobe. He said out his own mouth that he was happy about Corona because he wouldn't have to shake those people's hands, those people being his supporters. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're at one of his super spreader rallies, all the people who are probably 50 feet in front and back of him are required to wear those ugly ass MAGA masks. He's the most protected individual in the world. Mm-hmm. But he got it. But he got it. Miss me with the bullshit. Yeah. Honestly, truly, this is all fake. It's all, yeah. all fake. He, and- but you know what? I must say, I chuckle because I'm petty. Every time on the news they were talking about his health, and they were saying he had two risk factors. A, his age, he's 74 years old. Mm-hmm. And B, he is morbidly obese and 244 pounds. Mm-hmm. And you know, he just hated every time they said that shit. But oh, he, yeah. He was all, he was a pear shaped ass bitch. All the fucking ass and stomach. Fat bitch. So bad. Oh, see, I, I curse a lot when I drink tequila. So. Yeah. But then he was, um, but then they were trying, but then also they were trying to control the story because they were trying to put out images to make it look like he was okay like they propped him up at that conference table 
and he was all the um, same prompts signing blank papers with a sharpie with a sharpie of i was like mm, okay hair was still the same they just took that blazer off and like moved him to another side of the room yeah. to take more pictures and i was like well, mm. well, whoever and, uploaded the photos didn't delete the metadata to the photo yeah the photos were taken within nine minutes and 41 seconds of each other yeah but <laughs> and then he um went out in the suv to go wave at the people down the street like girl putting all those secret the secret service at risk yeah now, how the fuck Melania get it? She been social distancing from his ass since she married the motherfucker. Okay. She never want to touch his hand. Okay, she always trying to snatch, <laughs> snatch away. But he got a death grip on that bitch. You know, she ain't signed up for all this. And I kind of, I honestly, that should be my said. But I said I sympathize with um, Melania. I mean, I don't because she's complicit in this bullshit. She is, too. yeah. However, yeah. she ain't signed up for all this. She just wanted to be a wife. Want his credit cards, want his money, live up in Trump Tower. She was gonna let him cheat on the side and do what he did, but she wasn't gonna care about it. And that was that. She didn't sign up for all this. And that's why she's frustrated. And I understand. Yeah. You know, yeah. as an aspiring white woman myself, <laughs> who, who wants to be wealthy, I wouldn't want all that neither. I just wanna enjoy my wealth and my riches outside of the public eye with all the scoops. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, but I'm assuming the next debate is canceled because it was supposed to be on the so. 15th. And it's supposed to be a Tom Hall format, ma'am. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so that ain't happening. No. Um, yeah, I don't know what the narrative is going to be unless it's just. He's going to pop up two weeks before the election. Yeah, like, talking about. Like, what? He's going to pop up around like October 19th. He's going to claim to have some experimental drug that has not been FDA approved. Mm-hmm. His administration has made the doctors that he has been denouncing and mocking and saying, don't know what they're talking about, yeah. have created this miracle drug that will cure everyone and make Corona go away. Just like it was supposed to go away for Easter, remember? Mm-hmm. See, Americans got short ass memories. They just they so do. can't seem to follow the bouncing ball or be logical. It's just pure. I, I'm trying to make sense of it, but you can't make sense of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the people at the um, White House now have it or have had it. Um, mm-hmm. There's been all these reports that the um, kind of rule is that you can't wear a mask if you work there because it'll mm-hmm. upset him if, if he sees one. Right. Then they had that super spreader event. Um, when he announced, uh, what's her name? Notorious ACB. Don't call her that. As she wants to call herself. Fuck that bitch. They done made t-shirts. Her, her, her and them little black children out there. Girl, oh. stop. <laughs> See, I didn't watch that. But Chris Christie got it. Press secretary got it. A whole bunch of people got it. Yeah, the press secretary got it. Allegedly. Um, Chris Christie, you in danger, girl. <laughs> He checked in as a out of an abundance of caution, girl. Honey, you need check to check into in. Jenny Craig first. Because <laughs> that more, nah, that's morbid obese. <laughs> morbidly obese gonna catch up with you. Right. You in danger, girl. Oh man. That's all I got for that one. But you know, but I wish you well. <laughs> no man. That's what we not do. <laughs> 
Did I go to my? I say what I said anyway. Okay. Okay. All right. So what's that? Did you? Oh, can, can I say? Did you watch SNL with Jim Carrey? Yeah. Okay, that was Jim Carrey good. as the Joe Biden. As Joe Biden, and then Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. resuming his role as Trump. Yeah, he, he does a very good out. job. When he pulled the panties <laughs> out for his mask, I hollered. Them pissy panties. Uh, mask. And Maya Rudolph made a cameo. That's that's Kamala. Mm -hmm. uh, Kamala in the Converse. In the Converse, yeah. Moving from um, panty mask to panties on the Savage runway, did you watch the Fenty X Savage fashion show? No. Okay. (laughs) Um, And I won't. I'm going to say, please don't. It was actually a waste of time. I'm going to give y'all a throwback. It was in the words of Dwight, a fashion show with no fashion. Dreadful. <laughs> Dreadful. <laughs> it was terrible. Okay. And I get that Rihanna is not a traditional fashion designer. No, she's not. Uh-huh. She's a musician. She has a makeup line. She has skincare. She has actual clothing. She can kind of do something different. What I will say is that I appreciate her um, ability to have inclusivity within her show. She has all different kinds of body sizes, all races of women, mm-hmm. all gender identities of people, not even mm-hmm. just people who identify as women, but she has non-binary, she has men, she has, you know. They have a new women. men's line for. They do, and it looks like garbage. It does. Um, she, it looks like it itch. She included differently able people. She included older women. So I love the inclusivity. Um, I will make this admission and I might get flat for it. Um, and I do think it's great that she has all these dancers and they're gyrating and moving because that can show you what the clothes will actually do when people are living their everyday lives. Like if this, uh, if this chick can, you know, twerk and booty drop in this bra, then maybe I could like bend over and just do my regular stuff, right? It's showing me what the clothes can handle and withstand. But I think that at times she doesn't, when she doesn't, I've noticed in the show, when she does include bigger women or more full-figured women, mm-hmm. she often throws a leather jacket on top or she throws the leggings on top and she covers mm-hmm. their bodies, like Lizzo was in it, and she, she covers the women. And I get that the models might not feel comfortable letting it all hang out, but to me, I noticed a, a, a recurring pattern where the bigger girls were more covered. So I'm like, yeah, you're including them, but then you're yeah. treating them differently. So mm-hmm. to what extent are you really including them and what are you doing for right. body, what did, what did Lizzo call it? Normalization? Body normative. Body, yeah. Body normative instead of body. That's, right. Uh, I, right. Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, and this is also the traditions to me, a fashion show is about the fashions. I think that the lighting of the show was gorgeous. I think the music too was dark. Great. I think that the choreography deserves an Emmy. Um, but no one leaves a fashion show saying all those things. You should be talking about nothing but the fashion. The garments. And that's yeah. why I say it was a fashion show without fashions, no garments. You, you couldn't see the clothing up close. It was very, very dark lighting. Mm-hmm. You had to squint with a microscope or a, a, um, a magnifying glass at your TV mm-hmm. to see something for a half of a second. And, and it was on Hulu. Clothing, or... It was on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, right, right, right. And then the cl- most of the clothes offered, well, one, it was just the same pattern. Like, all the dancers would be the same thing. She only had three colors, black, white, and pink. And then most of the stuff that was offered in the show 
was mm-hmm. it offered online? Like I want what uh, Bella Hadid had, but it's not online, right? And mm-hmm. I get that, like they might dress it up, it? make it more fancy, for right? Them, yeah, but it's not even of av- nothing's available whatsoever. So I just thought that her first fashion Maybe her show supply chain is perfect. I don't know. Her first show I thought was a lot better. Um, because it actually like it was untraditional, but it still had a traditional element of walking. It was brighter. You could see the garments. Mm-hmm. It was more variety of the garments, and like the models walked while the music, the, the musicians performed. This time, mm-hmm. whenever the musicians were performing, there was no fashion. So I would say probably out of the entire fashion show, it was only thirty percent clothes. Mm-hmm. This was like confessionals, behind the scenes, the artist performance. Yeah, yeah. So it was really a waste of my time. Um, yeah. I ain't seen no fashions. I prefer Skims. She got a new waffle knit line coming out. Oh, she got a maternity line. She got a bridal line coming out. It might already be out. And she got a lot of colors. Kim Kardashian is doing the damn thing. She okay. needs to come out with a hem for men because I will buy me some drawers. <laughs> yeah i did not like nana again she had like some of the men had like these like uh, pajama pants with like these uh you know little robe jackets but i didn't mm-hmm. see them on the website maybe they're up now maybe to your point it's a supply chain thing but all i saw yeah. was these little, these little nasty boxers but i did like Ooh, see my yeah. um and it was like not even like the nice good supima cotton it was like that cotton that's gonna lose shape it's <laughs> your boxers. you know you want your know. underwear you don't wear boxer briefs well, boxer briefs i'm at I wear trunks, which are like the shorter leg boxer briefs. Okay, I'm very particular trunks. about the yeah, okay. fabric down there. The fabric was bulky. The fabric was like t-shirt cotton. Mm, that's too much. Which, that's which too loses much. its shape and doesn't yeah. hold or support or lift. Mm-hmm. Like men also need structure within their garments. But I, I wear usually a, a trunk or a bikini. Oh. If I feel so. Or nothing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have never wearing any. I work from home, y'all. <laughs> I barely put on. Uh, I'd be so dressed up from the waist up, but oh, from the waist down, it is is anyone's guess. I guess. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I always am trying to support Rihanna. Good job. It was nice to say see Shea Coulee, but it was a no for me. Oh, well. Try again next year, girl. People only watched it because they thought that she was going to release songs from her non-existent album (laughs) (laughs) that's the only reason people watch right right that would have been nice though r9 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 is what they got all right well that wraps up our categories for this week right yeah that's it yeah we're gonna take it into our next section which is just gonna be a um the recap of My Diva of Choice released her memoirs last week. It was the same day as the debate, too, which <laughs> Justin is showing the camera that he has the physical copy of the book. Yes, The Meaning of Mariah Carey came out on Tuesday. Long anticipated novel. It's a masterpiece. Good. It's just it's about the same width and length in the same format with the pictures in the middle as the Michelle Obama memoir. Oh, I ain't got that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you finish it? No, so I am on part three, which is um, All That Glitters, which is about that glitter 
moment. Um, yeah. So I am on the last chapter of that section. Okay, I'm on the beginning yeah. section. Um, I'm in the chapter called Light My Life or something like that. But the first section is called um, Wayward Child. Wayward Child, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm in part one. Which is, yeah, which is part of a song lyric. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's but, a lyric strung throughout. Yeah, that's the part I like. Because it, it talks it to the music. Mm-hmm, it talks about a moment, like, you know, in her life, and then she'll kind of have lyrics. And even if you read, like, the text there's lyrics in those two. Oh wow um, she'll throw in like different like phrases and different um from different parts of the song and different parts of her life so right. the part that you're on is just about her childhood and it is um it's intense mm-hmm. it's really intense and She's i feel like it's direct <laughs> yeah like i feel like this book is um it's going to give a lot of people who don't necessarily either don't necessarily follow her as closely as like the lambs do. It's going to give them more insight into her life. I feel like, you know, for people who haven't like really following her career for the past 30 years, kind of, like I said, look at the song lyrics or can Mm -hmm. kind of connect the personal part of like an interview and kind of know like what was happening at that time. It does kind of give you a little like some of the underlying stuff, but like a lot of it, is um it's not like super new information for me well you're a member of the lambly mm-hmm. so can i ask you this question because there's new information in here for me like uh-huh. um about her brother and mm-hmm. her sister and awesome. like the, you know some of the violence and the poverty mm-hmm. like i didn't know all that mm-hmm. um but is there anything new that you have learned as a lamb or have you gotten any new insight? Um, the part about the Parmesan cheese, and <laughs> there's a bit about the Ritz crackers. Okay. Um, so when you get to it, you'll know. But if you ever like watch her, because um, she posts like when she's cooking around the holidays, she always makes one particular dish, and she always, has always said that it reminds her of her father. And uh-huh. so she tells this story in the book about how on Sundays, that's what her father would make for them for Sunday dinner, like every Sunday when mm-hmm. it was like, you know, kind of, you know, his time to spend with her. They had, you know, joint custody or whatever. Um, so Sundays were his days and he would always make the one linguine and, um, and clams for her. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I mean, this book was written with Michaela Angela Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, even in just reading like, the written parts because it's it's four sections and then like I guess the chapters if you will are kind of short they're like short little stories they're not like yeah or very very long so it, mm-hmm. kind of, it has to kind of make it like easy to read it's a quick read yeah. yeah but um there is still like a lot of like prose and some flowery language the the the, the body of it is still mm-hmm. some like lyricy so I feel yeah. like yeah yeah you know there was definitely a collaboration between her and Michaela Angela Davis to kind of weave some of that whimsical yeah. um, writing throughout the book right. some of it yeah. like reads like lyrics or creates a lot of imagery mm-hmm. it's I'm, I'm looking forward to to catching up yeah it's good like it um it talks about her childhood and then there's the part with her kind of, you know, becoming famous, the Tommy Mottola part, 
is yeah sing sing is a mess um i guess one of new piece was when she was talking about the um the remix that she and escape and jermaine dupree and all of them did they filmed it at their candy house Burris? and yeah with candy burris because if i remember watching the video and i was like oh that's candy mm-hmm. from escape but yeah it, she she has a whole bit about that and it's it's really intense it's good it's good she talks about um you know her marriage the divorce i haven't gotten to the part where she um talks about all of her lovers okay the Derek Jeter part was was interesting. Right, right. Okay, well, don't give me too many spoilers. Oh, I my bad, my our, bad. Some of our people are, we didn't really say much, but just talk about what's yeah. generally interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm excited. Did you listen to the rarities yet? Of course, I had it on repeat like all weekend. Oh gosh, I forgot yeah. that it came out. Sorry, so I was trying to listen to it a little bit today. Mm-hmm. But when I'm at work, it's hard for me to listen to songs that have lyrics, um, because I get distracted. So like I need like yeah. you know like lo-fi or like classical mm-hmm. or something that's like non-words. Yeah, yeah. The rarities is good. There is um, it's a so it's a CD where it's previously unreleased songs that she worked on um you can and you can kind of tell like sonically like which song they were supposed which um cd they were supposed to be on right so she does include um, the year in there yeah she does include the year but just because i didn't even i didn't um really see the year on it because i was i just put it on and i um kind of walked away from my phone and so um i was like oh this sounds like daydream cd or this sounds like music box or this sounds like you know whatever cd and then I, when i looked at the year i was like okay now it makes yeah. sense yeah because yeah. you know the eras the eras of yeah. mariah the eras of mariah everything fades <laughs> away is probably like my favorite of it okay well i'm gonna give that a good listen and get you some feedback later this week all right all right well time for our next segment it's finally time for (laughs) i said what i said uh i'll go first because it actually goes over to mariah um amazon be on that bullshit and jeff bezos make a two motherfucking money to be playing with my life okay when i order shit on the amazon prime and you give me a delivery date i expect for it to be there on that date right Mm -hmm. they shipping has been a total shit show since that orange thing has messed with the post office. Because now the post office be dropping all shit sometimes and not the blue Amazon truck. Or they'll drop off some packages that I've ordered and then say they haven't been delivered, it's still expected a month from now. Or oh. I'll order something and it's, uh-huh. like it's, it's I'll order on a Tuesday, it's arriving on a Thursday, then I find out it's not arriving for another month. Then I'm like, damn, I gotta try damn, to cancel girl. it. It's just mm-hmm. Amazon has been fucking up my packages, but specifically, they fucked up my Mariah Carey. I pre-ordered the book. To me, pre-order means you, as the retailer, have an inventory of X number of books. When I pre-order, I order before the book is available to the public. Therefore, my book is reserved from mm-hmm. that set number of books that you have purchased. The book was released on Tuesday, September 29th. Mm-hmm. I was to receive my book on Thursday, 
September. Even that's late, yeah. Even, and even that is like, thank you, especially when y'all got this fast ass shipping. They told me I wasn't gonna get my book until today, October 5th. Mm -hmm. Oh, actually, no, I'm lying. They said I wasn't gonna get it until October 7th. Oh, but wow. I ended up getting it on Friday afternoon. So I guess my bitching is somewhat for now. From Amazon? Yeah, from Amazon. Oh, mm, um, sure. I was like, well, damn, I could have went out and bought it. That's what my sister-in-law did. Because my sister-in-law pre-ordered hers from Amazon as well. And I wasn't going to fuck with Amazon. I wanted it, like, on the 29th. So right. I did the digital um, download from Apple Books. And so, because I think she's going to do, like, signed copies of it later in the year. So I'm waiting for that. Right. And so my sister-in-law was like, I haven't got my book yet. And I was like, girl, I thought you pre-ordered. And she was like, um, so Amazon said that yeah it was on back order and she was confused so she was on the phone with customer service and they were like girl ain't nothing we can do wow. so she had to like go to target and get it get her hard copy wow that's just my thing i mean i know amazon is dealing with a lot logistically but y'all got the money and y'all got the capability and get people shit when they say you want to get them. Hold up your end of the yeah. bargain. Yeah. Everybody out here loves some Amazon. Amazon has changed the way we do things and the way we run things. And during this, these COVID times and this COVID world, Amazon is very nice. However, Amazon needs to get this shit together. Basically. Fuck it with my life. Yeah. And I said what I said. My I said what I said for this week goes back to that orange person. Um allegedly catching the thing, but I, what upset me the most, I think, was seeing people wishing him well, and not for the, you know, okay, you know, it happened, so, but it happened, if he did contract it, it happened because of his own negligence, his own arrogance and his own belief that he's untouchable or whatever mm -hmm. but when rachel maddow tweets god bless the president and the first lady blah 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 all these celebrities are like keeping him in in prayers i'm not gonna pray for you because you might end up worse right <laughs> and that's not um, that's a that's a line from Madea play, um, but I don't think you you deserve people's prayers at this point mm -hmm. because if you did contract it, you contracted it from your own rec recklessness, ignorance, and arrogance, and you failed, you know this this country, mm -hmm. and you know led us to believe or kept saying it was a hoax kept saying don't wear a mask mocking joe biden for wearing a mask i don't wear one he wears the biggest mask i've ever seen right disregarding people who have lost family people have died yeah Recognizing yeah of deaths of, under any american president yeah and given the fact that you had the, the information about the severity of this so long ago you said you want to downplay it and not um let the people know what's really going on but you don't deserve people's prayers i know this <laughs> certain people are only giving you thoughts and no <laughs> not any prayers but 
you know, I know it's the, you want to take the high road and people want to be, you know, nice, but you don't deserve that. You don't deserve that. I'll say this. I'm not going to admonish people for being soft-hearted, for being Christian, for loving their enemies better than I can. Well. I'm not going to publicly wish him death because that's not my character. I wouldn't put that into writing. I'm not. I say mm -hmm. that on this podcast. Catch me in a conversation though, and I might say something else. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not praying for him. I'm kind of like that meme with Mariah Carey. It's like, did you hear the president got COVID? It's like, oh, oh, that sucks. That sucks. But honestly, I didn't say that sucks. I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, I do not feel sorry for him. I do not feel I sorry don't. for his family. Um, it is what it is. In his words, like he said, yeah. Um, what happens happens. Um, if he dies, he dies. I'm not wishing it, but if it happens, it happens. It's just yeah, like I'm not, is. I'm not wishing harm <laughs> upon anyone, but I'm not wishing you well. Not at this point. Not after all of that. Okay. That you know, these past six, seven months of of hell that a lot of people are have been going through at your hands because of your failures and. Gross you know, you getting the top-notch care, getting flewed out on the helicopter to the hospital, you getting, you know, world-class service in a six-room suite down at Walter Reed, but you had people who couldn't even say goodbye to their grandmother. Dying alone. Women, women giving birth alone, you know, and nah, you don't get, you don't get any of my sympathy. I tested negative for sympathy this week, I, and, yes. I, and I said what I said. All right, now that is a word. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Another week here at Category Is. Do you have the announcements for us? Yeah, we got to do tens across the board. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you need to stop drinking. <laughs> Give me your tens. <laughs> Show. Yeah, you do it the most. My tens this week is going to <laughs> an initiative <laughs> called Fuel the Polls. Um, it started on social media, and restaurants are banding together to offer free meals to anyone who volunteers to be a poll worker on November 3rd, Election Day, here in the United States. Um, Get you a free meal. They got some good restaurants up here too. Mm. Uh, yeah, so you can sign up. Go to fuelthepolls.org. We'll put the information down in the show notes. Sign up to work on election day. You can get you a old nasty plate of food. Actually, these, these meals look pretty good. Um, so yeah. And you can also get up to $250 cash money. Yes. Yes. Fuelthepolls.org. Thanks for y'all for getting these people fed, paid, and saving the votes. One burrito at a time. Oh, I have two. I have two kind of times this week. I'm going to play off of okay. that. This weekend, I watched an awesome series of documentaries on Netflix. Um, one of my favorite, like, 
shows, I guess, on Netflix is this little series called Explained. And there's these mm-hmm. short documentaries about various yeah. different topics. Mm-hmm. Well, they just released um, one called Whose Vote Counts Explained. And they're 25 minute short documentaries that do a really, really good job of explaining our American political system, voting, um, and just all the logistics of how we kind of ended up to where we are today and how you can engage as a citizen um, in voting. So there's the first one, which is called the right to vote. And it talks about you know, who historically got the right to vote, who was denied the right to vote and why the right to vote matters. Mm-hmm. And then the second um, one is called, can you buy an election? And it talks about a lot of corporate financing, super PACs, the Citizens United case in terms of um, financing elections and how much exactly American elections cost billions and billions of dollars. And then the third one I have to still watch and I'm going to watch tonight actually, but it's called Who's Vote Counts. And that one I think um, based upon the explanation talks a lot about like gerrymandering, Okay. And how they redraw districts and mm-hmm. how they try to deny people who have not been historically offered the right to vote, such as women, people of color, they try to deny our access to the polls um, because they don't want our votes to count and our votes need to count. So I would recommend all our listeners watch that series. It's an hour and a half of your time. You spent way more time doing mindless things on Instagram, but it was really enlightening for me as a voter and kind of put some fire under my ass to just encourage everyone else to vote. Then my second tens, if you will, will go to Saturday Night Live. I actually watched this week for the first time since never. And Megan Thee Stallion was on. And I just want to say, I really like Meg. You know I do. She be rapping. She's fresh she out nasty. of physical therapy. Yeah, you know, and she's had a year. She's had a meteoric, a meteoric rise to stardom. Um, you know, she's been dealing with a lot, you know, from getting shot to having to deal with all these haters who don't respect Black women and massage noir is real. And she did do a SNL performance where she used, um, like, audio from Malcolm X and then the activist Tamika Mallory, where she, they basically said that um, Daniel Cameron or David Cameron, the Kentucky AG is a coon and all of those things. And I, um, Uncle Tom, he's known by the people who sold us, sold us into slavery. But I thought Fell it was a powerful performance. And I know people on the oh. internet talking like, oh, well, she up there talking about pop and pussy and wop and trying to talk about this. Yes, she can do both. We can do both as Black people. I don't want to hear that bullshit. We can do Her both. moves was whack, though. The moves she was whack. Both. And that's all I, that's well, all like my said, critique was. out of physical therapy. But, so I thought she was just going to sit down the whole time. I would have preferred <laughs> she did that. Then what she gave, because mama was stiff. Well, I enjoy her performance, so tends to you, Meg, because I think it's a lot of courage to do that on national Mm -hmm. television in that way, because she hasn't been one to steer away from controversy. And, you know, I like and I respect her in a different way than Cardi. Like, I love Cardi, and I'm not trying to compare the women, but they got the biggest song out right now. But, like, Cardi's funny, but I kind of take Megan a little more serious for some reason, because I feel like she's handling, it shows what different kinds of Black women handle different kinds of issues. But okay. tends for you, Meg. Don't you take I'll, I'll, I'll be jumping the gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, thank you all for joining us for another week of Category Is. Be sure to check your voter registration status. This is the last week, or it's winding down, um, time to be able to get registered to vote for the upcoming election. Um, we'll put links down in the show notes so you can do that as well. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Take yourself, guys. See you next Stay week. safe. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com.